Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. As unbelievable as it sounds, this is another Arsenal podcast that is the Away Gunners podcast. We bring news and reaction from Arsenal fans from all over the world. On this episode of the Away Gunners podcast, we have got Arun, Bob, Deepak and myself to discuss about Arsenal transfers. We talk about the two signings, Tavares and Sambi Lakhanga. We discuss in detail about possible ins and the possible outs. Do check out. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Away Gunners podcast. We've got the gang back. Hi Bob, hi Aaron, hi Deepak. Hello. Hello. Seems like quite a, quite a bit of time before we are talking about transfers again. Um, maybe because we had like uh, those wish list episode and, uh, you know, uh, talked about the whole squad in general. So I thought we could catch up on what has happened with Arsenal and what is happening and what will happen. So, uh, just to start with, Arsenal have signed two players, not one, not not one, not one and a half, or not Probables, not Ben White. We have signed, actually, two players since the last time we spoke. Uh, Nuno Tavares for the left-back position, and uh, Albert Sambi Lokonga, the midfielder. Uh, so let I mean we have also started watching those two players, right? We have we have seen them play in uh, two games, two of the preseason games. So it seems un-Arsenal like to sign a player as quick as this is, and then to have them play in the preseason. Shouldn't this is kind of new for me, right? We would be signing at the end of the transfer window where we don't know who is going to come in. And then there will be a couple of uh, games that are done. And then suddenly this player comes in and uh, we are saying, oh, we need time for them to settle into the team because the first time we see them, they don't have any preseason or anything. This seems odd for Arsenal, Bob, right? No, absolutely not, Matt. See, <laughs> I have a different view on this. With, with both uh, Tavares and then the Lokonga signings, it was the deal was agreed in principle long, 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 long time back. That and is what we have been saying coaching. about Ben White. The deal has been, yeah. uh, he's in London, medical's almost done, but nothing's yeah. happening. There's always a case with our players have longer quarantines, longer holidays, longer things to sort out with their personal things. It, it, it's always the case with Arsenal. And so is the case with Tavares and Lokonga as well, if you look at it. I mean, finally, for Arsenal to, you know, spell out that they have signed Lokonga, Anderlecht had to put in a tweet saying that bye-bye Lokonga, and then quickly delete it out <laughs> for Arsenal to come back and confirm. That's, that's pretty much as to how they urged, uh, I mean, Arsenal to actually announce the move. It, it, I mean, last time when we spoke, we almost... Um, we were we were almost certain that the deal had actually gone through. It was just a matter for them to come into London. And then, I mean, whilst we were talking, I remember Tavares was, was already in quarantine and then the deal was just waiting to be announced. That did happen that week. But then the week after, um, um, Lokonga as well traveled in and then he had to be on quarantine as well along following the protocols and then... Um, finally, that got announced as well. And and right since we last spoke, um, Tavares has featured in a game, game against Rangers, and he has even scored a goal. So you can you can see him in motion already. <laughs> Arun, uh, so talking about Tavares, right? Are you pegging him as someone who is going to push for the left back starting position, or are you going to be putting him as like a player who's Who's going to be an understudy for uh, Tierney? Yeah, I, I see him maximum as like you know a backup for Kieran Tierney. If Kieran Tierney doesn't get injured, there's no reason for him to get replaced at any point in time during the season. 
Uh, Tavares is young. He's coming from a completely different league. Uh, and looking at him, it seems like he's more one of those more attacking left backs. You know, uh, he's very good at attacking, but like not someone who can defend really well, which is like sort of becoming the norm for the modern wing back. People who are exceptionally good at attacking, probably those who got converted from being wingers to fullbacks. Uh, he looks like one of them. Um, when Kieran Tierney is not injured, um, he rarely goes out of form, right? So there is no possibility of uh, Tavares ever probably ever getting a chance in the, to play in the league unless uh, KD gets injured. So I'm assuming he's probably going to be someone who's right now. I don't think he's going to be having the pressure of having to push KT right in his first season especially coming from a different league and, and the fact that he's very young. So he'll be getting his time to like be an understudy, like you said, you know, like a backup who probably plays in the Carabao Cup, uh, maybe in the FA if we need to give KT rest. Uh, but outside of that, I don't really see him like sort of pushing KT in the first season. Mm. Have you seen any uh, YouTube compilations? Are you an expert in uh, Nuno Tavares yet? I, I've seen enough uh, YouTube compilations of former players to actually, you know, know that I shouldn't be doing that anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I even like um, uh, who was the, the winger from uh, uh, Norwich that we Buendia. Buendia. Yeah. So that was that was the last compilation I saw. After that, there were no more. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I'm seeing uh, Higuain and Maria compilations too. Still. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't forget Ben Carvalho. <laughs> Sorry, William Carvalho. Yeah. William Carvalho. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but but uh, Deepak, about the other signing, right? Uh, Albert Sambi Lakonga. Uh, what about him? Because there seems to be a lot of talk about uh, him being choosing Arsenal rather than, I mean, that he's a very hot commodity and um, everyone from a company to Andre to everyone basically linked with Belgium has already said that he's going to be a next big thing or whatever. So do you see him being, or is it just hype around him or, you know, because it is the same kind of hype that we had about Kendusi when he came to us. Um, but do you see him you know, pushing for a starting lineup, or do you see him more as an understudy to party? With the midfield we have right now, he can definitely push for a starting position. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. Like who else is left after party? It's just uh, El Nani and Willock, or I even like leave of Willock. It's just El Nani if Shaka leaves. So definitely he can start some games unless we want to sign like a, a Mark U signing like Awar or let's say Neves or someone. So he he would be definitely like fighting for a starting position. About the hype, I am not sure like until like a player plays a full like one complete season well, I wouldn't like believe in those hypes. We we know like how Partey played. We know like how uh, Gunduzi played. So uh, we'll let let him be whoever like the Belgium's next Kevin Dubrain or any shit until he performs well. Like nothing is written. So yeah, let's see. I I, I think he would push for starting question given the, uh, the state of our midfield. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, did you see him play in any of the? Uh, uh, no, I, mean, I didn't watch in... any preseason games. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Bob, I, I don't believe in this stupid preseason games. It's, it's just like training. So like... Bob, your uh, your take on both the signings. Uh, so, whom are you more excited about? Uh, personally, I'm more excited about this Lokonga guy because I saw uh, some of the preseason game and uh, he seems like uh, really good. He seems someone who could uh, link up right away. He, he seems someone who could play further up the pitch. Like, he has a more vertical run than uh, most of our midfield who go side by side. He, he pushes forward. So that is something that I, I noticed and I like that about him. And uh, he's very young, very young. And he used to be a captain of his uh, club. So um, there is more qualities that I like about him uh, than, I mean, I'm excited about Nuno Tavares too, but I like Lokonga, the looks of him more. So, what are your uh, judgments on both players? I, I kind of like both of them to be to be very fair. You know, um, 
I like what uh, Tavares is actually bringing to a team in terms of his attacking instincts. Um, even Tierney, for say, you know, is an attacking um, pullback. But then um, Tavares seems to be having more of that in his game um, from what we've seen, little that we've seen so far. Um, and having said that, there could as well be instances where both of them could be deployed on the left-hand side, you know, for, for an extra attacking threat. Um, in fact, he could even get converted into a winger um, if, it, if it holds good. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, coming to Lokonga, he's been highly rated by company and that, that actually the relationship which uh, company has with Arteta paved way for Lokonga to sign for us rather than for anyone else, considering that it would be hard for him to break into any of the top six midfield at the moment. Arsenal would be more likely to do so. Um, and, and given that he's been knocking on the doors for Belgium and he's been as well on their provisional squad, means that he's got the capabilities right up to the top level. Now they are the number one ranked team in the world. So for him to, for him to perform at the levels of what they expect means that he should be doing something really good. And all that we can hope for is just he continues to improve his game um, under, under the tutelage of Arteta um, at Arsenal. So that's pretty much what we could expect for for Lokonga. I'm, I'm sort of excited at both of them, although you could see that they have been carefully bought with the long-term view. Um, I don't see them like um, straighting, I mean, starting straight away, um, considering that we might still potentially make moves for other bigger names or potentially other players who could come in, fit into the starting slots, but they are not a bad options if you look at um, as a backup from the bench. Hmm. That has been what has been lacking with uh, Arsenal for quite some time, right? Uh, that the 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 yeah, bench um, strength. Ben strength has been really very poor. We've been filling up slots um, lately, especially in the last year or so. We did speak much in detail about the goalkeeping situation um, during our last recording, where we said, you know, Leonard didn't probably have anyone on the bench who could force him um, to, you know, out of his starting eleven. And that happened. That complacency kicked in for a lot of other players as well. Um, Maybe that, that's the reason as why some of them didn't perform to the levels that they should um, in a midfield. Um, Danny Sebios, despite making mistakes <laughs> or mistakes every single game, he was actually getting the nod, meant that you know there was no one to actually upset him from the, from the starting level. So things like that shouldn't continue to happen, and which is where Arsenal are carefully making that step in trying to bring someone who can, who can readily start pushing at the same time, be available to start at point when required. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's just, the whole... just, just, yeah, if I ahead. can just like, uh, I just have a point there. Like, I, I understand that when you spoke about Leno, uh, the fact that there was no second goalkeeper to push him meant that like he was sort of becoming complacent and that probably led to his levels dropping. But how is it justified that we're getting like, we've been linked with goalkeepers from relegated teams are these the ones who are going to come and push Leno to be better? Like how? How? What is? What is the logic behind all this? Like both See, Ramsdale um, has been a part of two relegated teams. Uh, Sam Johnston is is not like he's also a part of a relegated team, and we are being linked with these guys. Uh, when we want someone to push Leno, uh, how can we expect these guys to push Leno? Actually, if you look at the goalkeepers who are available on the market or who are in demand in the market. It's the goalkeepers who have been with teams who have been relegated around. So history tells you that the worst performing teams are the ones which are actually busiest in the goal. So when your shot stopping ratios will be rocketing, if you are actually a decent keeper, your your abilities or your skills that you show in those situations will will help you propel your prize or you know, I mean it will help. The clubs to actually sell their players and most likely in relegated teams even if you look at it most likely that the goalkeepers would be their best players like Ariola, for example at fulham despite doing really terrible Joachim anderson and um Ariola were were actually at the top of performing players which goes on to show that in their absence the team could have performed even worse not any better 
but again yeah. bob uh, in that situation for me the only counter is that nowadays uh, at least in the in the modern football or whatever they are calling right now uh, the goalkeeper is not a position that's about shot stopping almost all goalkeeper are good shot stoppers that's not going to be a consideration about a goalkeeper that we want to buy so shot stopping might might i mean it 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 is deemed default at this moment so so especially it's from relegated abilities yes yeah so especially from the relegated teams if shot stopping is the ability that is being displayed by the relegated teams then it doesn't make sense for arsenal to go for a shot stopper because we we could get shot stoppers anywhere so we need someone who could do something that uh, leno could not do or something that leno is lacking right so that that the part is reason we are look at it, um, but if you look at it um, uh, vijay in a flip side who is available in the market that you can loot to arsenal within the budgets and constraints that you have mind you you have you you have five to six other positions to be filled in various various other areas you know in midfield and then you know an attack and and probably in defense as well you know it with full back and some all those sort of things you have a lot of gaps to be filled within the team and you have to make the optimum choice who you think would be able to improve into the system that you are trying to put into but at the same time be effective enough to do the things that they are supposed to do okay deepak you were about to say something ramsdale will improve the only thing ramsdale will improve is our home ground quota that's it nothing else <laughs> also that yes that's a yes. that's a vital one deepak you know if, we, if you look at things we had to we had See, to if we are trying to if you are trying to improve the home ground quota for instead of signing ramsdale for 30 million just sign sam johnston for lesser price and be done with it because i feel both are on the same level yeah plus like if if the leno's problem never was shot stopping it was more about like his distribution is is organizing his defense if ramsdale is a good shot stopper then we are going to be filling the second position as well with a similar keeper who doesn't like provide any other attributes you know so that's why i'm like really confused why are we pushing for these guys like is the fact that we need a homegrown quota player so important that we would be willing to risk 30 million on such a player and not worry about the other areas you know you can fill your homegrown quota like through other other positions as well it doesn't have to be goalkeeper especially when it's a problem area see i think there is also an element where we we are not aware of many of the things which are happening at the back of the club but but there has been fears that leno is sort of wanting to look at a different experience potentially one with an european football and all those sort of things although that hasn't materialized as much as such um there's been a lot of talks so, going on before one moment bob sorry to cut you off in that situation if leno does really want to go uh, away for a new challenge then getting ramsdale that makes even less sense because that means you're going to push this guy to be your number one again i agree with you that probably the goalkeepers uh, and maybe the center backs from relegated teams are the ones who worked hardest and they're the ones who are shining but still he is a relegation teams goalkeeper he's definitely not going to improve us in any significant way so we are again going to be spending 30 million on on probably a lost cause for me pickford was actually signed from a relegated team sunderland when when he got signed and pickford is still not like a great goalkeeper he's, no of he's course but he took yeah. england to the euros so so if you look at his england value, is no, different what it was his 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 form for mm. everton has been shit for two years yeah plus like england have a before him he had like four or five of really good defenders luke shaw was in the form of his life maguire was having a great partnership with him you know like you have john stones you have like your right back they have the, the four if you want to see the four who were in front of uh, um, pickford in england and you compare that with our four what the back are four, you there's no comparison what are you trying to imply here arun that uh, holding is not good enough that uh, hector bellerin is not good enough what are you talking about we have well okay maybe those two maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe those two on the right yeah but the left <laughs> <laughs> we just spoke about tini and davis come on but but anyways for uh, l- let me put a lid on the goalkeeper uh, links though because we we don't know what is going to happen but for me uh, especially uh, the problem is not about 
I mean, the problem is sort of about the type of player that we are linked to. But the bigger problem for me in that is the valuation that this player has been put in. Like, if we are signing Aaron, Aaron Ramsdale for like uh, less than 5 million or less than 10 million, not even 10 million, 7 million, I would be happy. Banding a 20 million, 30 million tag over him is what is making this deal kind of uh, doesn't look good for me. Right. Uh, if it was like less than seven million, I would be very happy because especially looking at it from the point of view that last season we sold our number two for 20 million. And now we are planning to even if he is at if he's going to be a number two or even if he's going to be a number one, we are planning to buy someone for 20 or 30 million doesn't make sense for me. The valuation is where look even stupid, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. The valuation is uh, where the like problem is. But, but Vijay, is look, basically look at like... the bright side. Um, on the on the west of London, there is a keeper who is sitting for 70 million on the bench. Look at on the bright side. There are, <laughs> there are some brighter things as well. No, but, but Bob, Bob, the, the team that team in West London that you talk talking about can afford to do that and still manage to win trophies. Yeah. They are planning to go so for their plan, difference. They are planning to go for Haaland. When yeah, we are exactly. <laughs> and we we've been and struggling we to signing, get signing Ben White for some four months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get linked to someone in the morning and in the evening they have almost signed him. And then we are talking about uh, Arsenal. So, anyways, th- let's let's put a lid on the uh, the goalkeeper situation and talk about a little bit further on someone we have signed recently, whom we have missed, which is our uh, new number ten, uh, ML Smithrow. Deepak, what are your thoughts on uh, Smithrow signing a contract extension and more specifically getting the number ten? This number ten and all is like simply like it's a useless thing. <laughs> as long as he plays well in the position, I'm happy. Like, yeah, William, he deserves... William Gallus played number 10 for us. Uh, yeah. So yeah. what is the use of having this number 10 and stuff? Like, Ozil got number 10 and become so shit for Arsenal. <laughs> so it is like, uh, yeah, like he deserves a contract. I didn't want to lose him because we don't have anyone literally to play in that position. <laughs> we know like how like how poor we were until we brought in Smithrow uh, in the Chelsea game. We were like mm-hmm. completely lacking in that position. Not lacking. We didn't have anyone. So even like when Smithrow came in and he didn't like light up the league like or something, he did the adequate things properly. And we we saw like how the how important is that position for us. And he did well. So I think he deserves a contract and like uh, I don't know what Villa was trying to do, simply bidding two or three. It, with knowing, I didn't want to lose him, but good he signed and hope that uh, the jersey number doesn't put too much pressure on him. I don't think so. It should. It's a useless thing. But mm-hmm. let's see. No, but it seems like he asked for it, right? Like Ateta came out and said that like he asked for number ten and. Uh... And okay, let him have it <laughs> and play with it and let's see like yeah but I think he shouldn't be the only player like it, it would be the case of Leno probably it might or he might like perform like really well or he'll be like okay no one is there to challenge me and it might reduce his performance so we should be at least signing a good there should be a competition kind of thing. If it is Odegaard or any other number 10 or anyone, let's see. But like, I'm happy he has signed a contract. We didn't lose him again, like for some peanuts. Mm-hmm. Arun, your thoughts on uh, uh, Smithro as a player and what he brings to the team? Smithro as a player, yeah, he's very exciting. Like I've always said, it's the way in which he makes his runs and his intelligence and that burst of acceleration always reminds me of Nasri, you know. Uh, Nasri was a similar ball carrier. He was, he was someone who could uh, give, give, do that uh, uh, give and goes and get at the end of the, 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 the second pass and um, do more with the ball uh, and, and make it progress rather than just be a stationary guy who just pings past, you know. So in that sense, he's going to be someone who's very vital for us. Plus his ability to not just play as a number 10 but as a number 8 or as a winger is, is going to be extremely crucial given that we have this history and reputation of being a sick club 
where crucial players get injured at the most important uh, inappropriate times so in in given that he's going to be very crucial but 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 he has a huge injury record himself so uh, it's going to be really important that the club actually provides another player there and not put all the burden on him because even in 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 last season when he was not actually playing all the games he did get injured quite a bit you know so um with that i think like basically uh the very fact that he's been given the number 10 like deepak said i don't really believe in numbers but then uh, an in, an improvement as a number kind of shows the confidence in the club and the manager having you you know so that should really be helpful for him mm-hmm. knowing that the manager is backing him and, and the club is backing him so i'm expecting good things from him you know like uh, i'm i'm hoping that he comes good this season and and probably cements his place as one of the best younger players of the generation uh, it's saka has shown it and i'm hoping that yes hmm bob the problem with the, with the number 10 or uh, the whole manager trusting him with the number problem for me is that uh, we gave saliba number 4 and uh, we know where he is right now so i am i'm very hesitant and we gave i think sebaya's number 8 uh, something like that so i'm very hesitant on putting that number giving the number is earning the manager's trust although i love what smithro brings and even we know from the like past uh, podcast that i kind of see him as someone who is almost on the same potential as uh, uh, you know saka and uh, and uh, what's his name um martinelli so among the three i'm pegging one of them or make two of them would become actual superstars so your thoughts um traditionally numbers is not a i mean number is not a big thing at arsenal it is it is a burden at some some of these clubs uh, like the number 7 at manchester united where after ronaldo inherited probably um but it's not traditionally a big thing but arsenal i mean even during the wenger days has got this ability of you know i mean um i've done this of uh, giving the numbers to the younger players um especially after uh, van persie left in a very bitter test um more than anyone in the team jack wilcher was actually given the number 10 but shirt. he didn't but he so, didn't play well in number 10 shirt he played no, well no, in no, number see, 19 that's a curse or something like that that's to do with the personal injuries and stuff but but what what uh, by giving number 10 um to esr and even before that you know i mean by giving number 7 to saka shows arsenal statement of intent that they want to reward their youngsters even though despite knowing that we have potentially one or two players to be filled in that question during the current transfer window and if one of them turns out to be a bigger name or a bigger player then he could be potentially given a number 10 shirt but having given smith row the number 10 means that we are going to stick or the plan is to going to stick with the hail and graduates and show them that the club really cares about every one of them and like what arun said you know i mean it would be brutal for smith row and as well as for arsenal if we don't go on to sign at least one of them i would ideally want two of them to be replaced with both odegaard and um, sabayos who are there in that midfield positions i would want both of them to be replaced by able and capable persons but then at least it it would be completely suicidal if we don't go with anyone i'm pretty sure we won't but but yeah i'm just telling mm-hmm. that is uh, i mean from incoming perspective yes but what i'm more uh, what i'm more asking is about like what do you expect of smith row this season right do you see him as Mitro like he will be having similar expectations like what he then uh, what he did last year there wasn't anything expected out of him and he was able to do decent stuff um, as what the guys spoke about and i think the expectation from an arsenal perspective i mean fans would have their over expectations as always but in terms of the club's expectations they would just ex- expect him to perform in the levels that he has done the, in the last season that's it so as long as he is continue to do that he should be he should be doing okay 
I mean, and if we can actually help make a difference in one or two games or even more than that, you know, that's actually a welcome change that we would want. Mm. I want him to score more goals. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we imagine, imagine this whole thing. We, we played with the hole in the midfield behind the strikers, whole yeah. of first, first part of the season. And even with that, if we are managed to finish eighth, I, I could just, you know, I, I'm quite pleased with how um, the contribution that Smithrow has done. But that should not be counted in um, with him performing at the same level, in the same sort of a fashion. Because, I mean, it was just it was just a time, you know, it, it clicked for us. but we uh, we already touched on the other side, other other thing that we have been signing ben white from the start of this window and still he is uh, traveling having medicals tomorrow or, uh, or on the verge of signing what is happening deepak what what the hell is happening with ben white are we signing or is this going to happen and and in the middle we are fighting with like uh, united fans about like rafael varen or ben white <laughs> <laughs> why <laughs> they announced varen like yeah i yeah, know i don't have any idea like what's happening probably it's because he was on vacation after england's run till finals and things so hopefully like i believe we, we will sign him Uh, i think it is done like just the medicals are pending as per the news says so i don't know why we are fighting with united fans with varan <laughs> so it's like uh, but it's also funny if you think about it like we are uh, most of our fans are hyping up ben white without yeah. having seen a lot of him play whereas the other three clubs they're like united are saying varan who's won champions league uh liverpool have signed konate who looks like a beast and like just four steps of uh, he takes four steps and he's covered half the pitch you know and, and we've hardly seen ben white play and we're like yes ben white ben white ben white i, I really don't understand the enthusiasm <laughs> of our fans sometimes yeah, ben white but he had like a, a great uh, loan spell with leeds when he was playing in the championship and uh, he played under bielsamar uh, so they bielsa so he has like little bit of hype surrounding him and uh, of course 50 million is like overpriced which is expected with english players english markets. so as if united united are making fun of us for paying 50 million when they paid 80 million for that <laughs> but he has been like really good for them like he has been their best player i would say like like for the past two three seasons but two seasons or something so i don't think like 50 million is too much given he is english he is young he is a homegrown or something which is expected like and he had little bit of hype surrounding him so i don't think so hopefully he turns out to be like uh, a, like a good signing and plays like at least the level of maguire like for united and like so let's see so arun my my point in the whole thing is right like we already touched upon it Uh, about the homegrown quad uh, and everything with the brexit there has been talks that it is going to be difficult to bring players from outside the league is that why arsenal is looking at signing a lot of english talent because we have not traditionally been a club who signs a lot of english talents right we have been the club who brings players from outside the league as, uh, at least from wenger times uh, but it seems like this this season or this time we are linked with all english talent and like if you consider ramsdale or ben white or or uh, you know uh, neves or uh, not, not neves madison madison or whatever right so this also and ben white is 23 24 is he 23. so the, 23 yeah so the age profiles are very very young we are not going for even like usually we go for like 27 when we want a starter in our team we always go for like this 20, about 25 less than 30 years of age having a 23 year old as uh, hyped up as a starter for center back position and uh, while the other center back for us would be like gabriel who would be 23 24 again i have a couple of different unpopular opinions on this yes first one 
you were talking about players with the age i am actually happy that we are signing players above the age of 20 going from signing 16 year olds we are signing 20 year olds so that is definite progress i am actually happy about it uh, so i said it's a different unpopular opinion second unpopular opinion they done for our business for this season so uh, that's the reason why i feel like all of this is taking a lot of time in terms of signings because i really do not we are being linked yes you are right we are being linked with a lot of players especially english players but who have we not been linked with we have been linked with about 400 players this window <laughs> that's about like you know like 40 players for every every position uh, there are only that, that that includes the good ones the bad ones the really good ones the horrible ones it went all the way from messi to like probably the worst player that you could see in the league you know everybody was being linked with us so just based on the speculation i wouldn't really like go too much into it my opinion is that we we'll probably be getting like ben white uh, one more goalkeeper or or like you know a, 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 a midfielder and and that's about it i i i really don't see us making any more signing so uh, that's all we English want more, No, we want a lot more. That's all we want. want that's all on, we want. Who is yeah, there in midfield? Exactly. It depends on where you want to finish. If you want to finish in the same age spot, yeah, you're right. That's all we want. We want a Ben White. We want like, uh, yeah, that will be good. But if we want to improve on that, we definitely need to get more players. There's a reason why guys like Gundogan and Torreira are not playing, for and that's another reason which 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 makes selling them even more difficult. You know. So given all that, it, there's the talk about English core is all from. me it's all speculation we've had an english core before which did nothing none of those english core players are still at the club anymore they were supposed to be the future of the club you know we were saying that okay we are going to be building an english dynasty with with uh, uh, all these guys in here and and walcott's going to become the striker ox is going to go on to become the winger and all that but none of these guys are playing even for the national team anymore except for probably ramsey you know So oh, I I really don't believe in this concept of this English core or buying English players. And, no, we you buy a player you buy a player that fits the profile and that suits your needs. Uh, so all these speculations I wouldn't put too much thought into it. But yeah, I I don't I don't think we are going to sign a lot of players. But when I look at that that photo of like that spy English for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to these guys? <laughs> but 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 arun um, should i be excited about ben white or not that's the question i that honestly i have not seen a lot of him play i have uh-huh. always been like you know a bit skeptical about this yeah. because he's coming from brighton he's coming from like a, a team that did not do really well you know uh, that one of the reasons that was attributed to that was the fact that they weren't scoring goals so it doesn't seem like their defense was a problem which means that ben white like bob said you know he was one of those shining lights in a team that did not do really well so in that sense maybe he would add stuff his versatility is another advantage for him he can play center back he can play right back and he can uh, play defensive midfield as well so that is another uh, big big thing which probably went in his favor um and again even if he was a very good player the fact that he has that english tag on him means that he's going to cost at least 20 million more you know on a normal market he would probably be like a 30 or a 35 million player with a lot of potential and a high ceiling the fact that he's english means that he's going to cost 50 million so that's that's the only thing that i really um know about ben white is he going to do well in arsenal i hope he does but i really don't know much about him you know that's why i'm i'm like very unsure when i see all these fans going yes ben white he's going to come and change this like in in what way what is making you think that he's going to fix a broken defense that is that doesn't have a leader anymore you know you're like you're putting too much pressure on that player to come and be the leader of the the defense uh, and i'm assuming that if he's going to start then holding is not which means that we are going to lose another leader sort of a leader if you could call holding you know so i i i really don't know if he's the right player i really don't know if he's going to make a huge impact so uh, in terms of all that i uh, for me the ben white signing i hope he comes good but i absolutely do not know a lot about him mm. uh bob 
now that arun has put a lot of dampener into the benvite uh, situation uh, i mean it it sort of makes sense especially since um, even for me it looks like even though he's younger he kind of uh, has this he is he's now playing for england he represented england in the euros and he played almost all games so um, he didn't play any game he was just oh, in the play. squad oh yeah so yeah, yeah. but but he was in the squad i mean holding was not even in the squad so that is an upgrade well well on... played no 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 we are not looking for an upgrade on holding if that's what we are looking for then our ambitions are wrong the holding doesn't he he doesn't he doesn't um yeah there's a reason why he is not there in the squad because he's not good enough no so but let's not, but but the but, that but that is the thing right uh, but that is the thing that i am i'm making the point right we are we are looking for an upgrade on holding but we are also looking for uh, we are also looking for you know um, someone who could take us forward so i i feel i feel um, i have a slightly different opinion on ben white i think i think the reason as to why we we've, we've gone for him ahead of anyone else um is the fact that we wanted someone home grown possibly to fill up the quota um in case we are not able to get any home grown players in the other departments that we are looking for um and we know that he was sort of interested in coming to arsenal he commanded a huge transfer fee that was because a of course he is english and then the second thing is he just signed a contract extension last year at uh, uh, brighton which made him really i mean which made all the chips bargaining chip with uh, brighton for for uh, them to command the fee and then it was pretty much a, 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 i mean scenario where we had to accept what they said and they wanted something guaranteed upfront rather than all these bonuses and additions because all these bonuses that we are going to set you know they know that we are not anyway going to achieve any of them um, so so which meant that brighton um, uh, got a very good deal out of all these things and i'm pretty sure he is in a way justified um, if he if he at least manages to keep the levels as whatever that he's been doing with brighton or even at the time that he spent at leeds um he is highly rated so um it's not comparing apples to oranges varane of course uh, actually won a lot of trophies and then he's been the fulcrum of whatever that they've been achieving at madrid but uh, but uh, there is something ben white offers as an advantage against what varane could not it's the fact that he is actually already played in the premier league means that he is um he is as well featured in the championship um the one against i mean for leeds um in a, in a very tough situation and then if he has been able to perform week in week out at a 46 game level then it means that he's got something which we can which we can make use of as well as the fact that he can he can actually improve upon um in in our team so it, it's a no brainer for us um in in my regard and then i think as we speak today he is his medical has happened so which means that this deal is imminent just waiting for that to be announced out possibly uh, towards the end of the week so we can just move on from that so is move it going to <laughs> move on and close the window that <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, but but talking about the window right we are still linked with uh, i mean a plethora of uh, midfielders and that is one of the concerning areas for me 200 of them yeah that, but but, but that is the concerning area for me bob is that there seems to be no profile of the midfielder that we seem to want right like because of all the players that we are linked to it doesn't there doesn't seem to have this one feature or we are not going for like a defensive defensive midfielder or we are not going for a ball carrier or we are not going for a replacement for shaka we are not having a particular trait that we are looking for because every player that we are linked to is different like we are linked to jordan henderson which doesn't make sense why would he come from liverpool to here and his age profile is all wrong uh, he is mr liverpool uh, we we know what happens when we get like players uh-huh, but look at his injury record yeah but still like we we have look seen... at his injury record he fits uh, us perfectly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so see uh, see there is an written thumb rule um, um, just like how how before writing um, books and all those sort of things many authors write a preface 
so it's just like before starting to engineer a move or starting to make a move every agent will first uh, uh, anonymously link them to us uh, it will actually bring them a sort of good luck for them you know in their pursuit of the journey and finally end up more than what they asked for some unfortunate ones end up here not to be taken back but uh, but hendersen is one classic scenario where they know that uh, we need midfielder and he sort of in a contract situation where um, it's it either needs to be extended now or it probably would not happen at all so i mean and it makes no brainer for the agent to actually link uh, henderson with us um, whether it's going to happen it's rhetorical you know we don't even need to go into answering these things because it's never going to happen so um, yeah so yeah i think you are right in a way that uh, the people are being linked to are completely different profiles you know if you look at if you look at locatelli for example locatelli offers a different game and then locatelli uh, is uh, done Lockettelli. let's not talk about locatelli he is done he is not the, going to come to us locatelli i still have my hopes when um, until or unless <laughs> um somehow um this manager's books because juventus are in a tremendous financial pressure yeah so two or three teams which have not officially pulled out of the super league so far is juventus madrid and barcelona and the reason as to why despite knowing varane is actually one of their best ever players they are they are moving to, i mean they are they are still selling him on because of the fact that that's in the dire state that they are and juventus is in a similar position and they have got ronaldo on their books 37 year old who can't offer as much you know in terms of what they are seeking champions league glory and all those sort of things so which means that juventus are not once the juventus or juventus are still not the juventus that we know them like two years back and all those sort of things so there is still a glimmer of hope left in me that maybe if they could not pull anything we could present a better option for him and then we could still manage to sign him i don't know i mean there is still 0.5% or even less than that for that to happen so but but i'm saying that until it is done it's still it's still a possibility right and we are just talking about possibilities here but this is my point this this exactly is what folks yes. this this exactly is what folks arsenal fans delusion sounds like <laughs> 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 this is what the agents also think okay let's link a player and these guys will cook up something and put in prepare we will get more exposure <laughs> It's, it's 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 made guys like Fabrizio, you know, they, he knows that he definitely we are all going to go and and like his stuff as soon as he posts. So he's just changing his tweets by one word or two, and then reposting <laughs> the same thing over and over again. We have led we have led to the uh, birth of this monster called Fabrizio Romano. He was nowhere a couple of years ago. Now he's everywhere. <laughs> but uh, Deepak, uh, but but it's again the same question, right? Neves would be exact. same replacement as uh, uh shaka okay. uh, so and uh, the other person that's linked to was awar i don't know uh, mm-hmm. if he's linked to yet or not uh, is there any other names that you would like i mean is there any other names that i'm missing that we are rumored to be linked to i, I, I mean apart from the wild things about like cotinho being linked and all those things like actual links as in like this can happen like not not something or the most funniest was jordan anderson i i think <laughs> i don't i don't even know how that got started <laughs> he's like uh, a captain of like... actually i'll tell you even a funnier one uh, but we'll get to that section and then i'll talk about him okay. it's locker of martinez that we been linked oh to. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so any other names i don't Deepak? think so like no none of these names are coming up like i don't think so like if shaka doesn't leave if he doesn't leave i don't think so we'll sign anyone yeah yeah if he doesn't leave we're not signing anyone yeah. that's it uh, i agree i don't know how or why uh, bisumos um talks yeah, of transfer right yeah um locatelli looks least possible but still there's been a lot of talks going on for him Bisuma likes more likely possible, and I mean when you compare to the price which is being quoted for Neves, Bisuma should come rather cheaper. 
and he's been he's been proven in the premier league already so but i don't know why he's not been i mean there's not been talks much lately i think everyone is playing the waiting game in terms of who ends up there and then which ones are left for us to actually grab because <laughs> right on center anyway maybe brighton said i will only give one player get out <laughs> ben white get out that's it no <laughs> but arun so um, let's let's because you are uh, you are of the our uh, thing uh, so let's let's finish the uh, midfield talk madison is it going to happen or no no odegaard odegaard are we signing him or no no our are we signing him or no maybe so let's start with the maybe our yeah uh, one main thing pricing we are penny pinches uh, ours costing 17 million we'll try to bring it down to 15 million and maybe get him <coughs> madison completely out of reach uh, plus um, yeah his he's not as injury prone as people make him to be but his every injury lasts for long you know he doesn't not someone who gets injured a lot but his one injury took a lot of his time so that means that like you know he's not someone who could probably be always relied upon plus the pricing 60 million on an attacking midfielder i don't think we are going to be spending even though that is a very required position um so uh, no i don't think madison's going to happen odegaard again would be a very good option but wouldn't provide any sort of goals uh out of the three the problem where we are lacking is is in terms of scoring goals madison is the only option who can probably score goals and create as well odegaard doesn't give you any goals and neither does our so in that sense madison is is uh, you know like a very good option but us being us uh, we would just get linked with guys like him and then finally back outsiding the, uh, the the price to be an issue more than anything i think it's the fact that we haven't been able to get anyone off apart from gendersi of our books is going to be a huge dampener in any sort of a deal so that's where i think like a 60 million madison is sort of like a, a distant dream Uh, when you have even an order guard if he's going to cost 40 million that 40 million was supposed to probably come from the sale of a couple of midfielders uh, we haven't managed to sell even one you know uh, gondosi has gone only on loan and there's no obligation to buy either uh, there's i think like a 13 million clause or something but it's like not a complete obligation to buy and torreira is still on our books we haven't managed to sell so if you look at the price perspective that leaves madison at 60 and order guard at 40 out of it which means that our is the only player that we are left with uh, and maybe marcel sabitzer but then like again sabitzer that has gone cold after uh, initial speculations so our is probably the one that i think we could get uh, since mainly because of the price and the fact that we were interested in him last season he is a similar sort of a ball carrier not a 10 so that he could possibly be used also in a 433 if arteta is willing to play but out of the three options that he gave me for me ours probably the most likely and even that is i'm not too confident about it hmm. but we need a we need a midfielder for sure there is no other way if jaka yeah, goes yeah, you're right you're right but that's where i think jaka is not going to go jaka is going to stay uh, and we are probably likely to just like be able to move torera on on a loan where we would be paying his wages you know looking at the way things are going yeah we can like want all of these players that are a part of our wish list if you want if you ask me if i want madison or rodegaard yeah i would say definitely yes you know but the fact is that it's without moving players on and with the kind of wages that we have been playing for our paying for our players we haven't even been able to move kolasinac on have we <laughs> yeah so so when the when we have so many problems in terms of moving players incomings is a huge is going to be very difficult to bring in you know so yeah that's that's where i feel even though we do have the requirement you're talking about jaka leaving i'm looking at a situation where jaka does indeed because if roma doesn't want to pay even the 20 million that they're asking for him i don't think the club is going to go below that especially after this guy said a very very good euro you know that you see stocks rising not going down so i'm assuming that there is a possibility of jaka staying more possibility of jaka staying than us getting a new midfielder but but the problem is that jaka would be in the last year of contract if he stays and he yeah, goes the free. bigger problem is yeah the bigger problem is that we have not been nobody wants our players 
who cares that's, if that's the bigger slot. problem yeah so we we it's not like we have not been trying to get shark uh, to uh, give him to another club we have been trying like mourinho wants if the manager wants and the player wants to leave but the clubs have not been able to sign uh, the draft line which means that the clubs are everybody is trying to link players to us but nobody wants players from us huh. you know which means that one side is going to be completely imbalanced and that's why we see like 400 people players being linked to us <laughs> we always so, like say like he's in the last year of contract we have to sell him uh, otherwise we will lose him for free we are always like losing players for peanuts like 5 million or selling 10 million and selling him for free doesn't make a huge difference and we are not going to reinvest that money like somewhere into the club so let us contract run out and like let him go on free and this is like we got used to this stuff so like it's what? it's like a same template statement every season we should not make insert person name yeah. this mistake again we should not make ramsey mistake again we should not we'll be next season we'll be saying we should be making jaka mistakes anymore or lacazette mistakes anymore but yeah that that has been the trend do you, you know? think like if shaka and lacazette signs like a three year extension do you think anyone would come and nobody, pay like 50 million for these no, nobody no would, would even pay. touch them with a 10 foot pole if they sign a three we, we are probably in the best position we are right now to move on these players because they are in the last year of contract the moment we give them a bigger contract that means that we are going to increase their wages which makes moving them on even more difficult at the age that they are going to be in so it, we either have to sell them for what we get if we don't see them as a part of the plans or keep them play this season and then let them go for free those are the unfortunately the only two options that we have at this moment so bob go ahead with uh, the outgoings uh, don't i don't have any much to add more than what these guys have touched upon um, pretty much the same thing so got people on high wages they didn't really mention vilay and there he's on a Is, is, no, I think it's been. Like, I think it's not, been agreed that he's not doing anything. Yeah, he's he's like one of those parasites. You know, he's caught he's, it. He's I, backup I, of ESR. <laughs> <laughs> he's backup of Nelson. ESR's backup is Nelson. Nelson's backup is William. Backup to the back. <laughs> no, only change is like in midfield is like Sevillas leaving and we signing Lokanga. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so now until or unless we we ship out these guys that we want to um we don't have any high stocking players um out of going out of the club maitland niles has been doing decent but still nobody wants him uh, we like only newcastle can want him but then again they can't pay him as much we know that um and then with uh, with jaka only roma want him and he wants to go only join roma there because of uh, jose mourinho but they can't pay actually more than more than 15 million euros or 17 million euros or whatever so which means that they are not able to meet um hector bearing is wanted by inter milan but they can't actually pay anything up front even though they have got a decent paycheck from hakimi sale so that's the dire state that we are in that if until or unless we move anyone out we won't be able to sign even forget about madison or noar and all those people we can't even sign the next door guy you know uh, i can't actually put any pathetic names out there but you won't be able to sign anyone there in that place we have to ship players there's been no talks of any outgoing so far nothing has been happening and even alex ronasen's loan deal the player he signed for 1.5 million that loan deal got collapsed oh <laughs> Oh, yes <laughs> but but again right like outgoings <laughs> outgoings uh, outgoings as outgoings are uh, when it it uh, only when things fall into like it's the same thing right we have been talking about ben white for a while in the same way roma fans would be talking about jaka for a while or uh, you know uh, yesterday i i heard that uh, leon wants or evaluating lacazette so maybe this is the situation with every fan base that they have been linked and they are waiting for things to fall into place but but for me the bigger See, thing um, is no yeah. <laughs> so i'm sorry to cut you off there vijay so the thing is with uh, with uh, leon right their owner is de laurentis who is mm. actually one of the most distinguished owners that you could have ever seen in a football manager or a football ownership level 
his asking price for OR was 60 million, 60 million pounds last year, and we paid or we offered up to 45 million for him. But still, he didn't really agree to the fact that we didn't meet up to his asking price. And the same person has actually brought down OR's price to 25 million pounds, mean that they are in a dire financial need as much or even probably worse than what we are. So which means that you can't actually you can't actually expect, like I said, to be going more than 10 million euros because they, they know he is actually turned 30 and he's not going to be uh, adding a much value in their outgoing market as well in the future. Yeah, but still, we need to send someone out. Yeah, we see, need... the way that likely it's going to happen is um, uh, we, will, we will keep stagging around the same things towards the end of August and then we will do a fire sale or we will do a distress sale where we will we'll either sell them for peanuts or they will be struck with us or the fact that they will be loaned to all these clubs without commanding much of a fee. That's probably what's going to happen. Hmm. And that will hmm. hamper all our incoming system until that we point. Will cancel their contract, buy out. We will like cancel the contract FC. <laughs> <laughs> cancel the contract FC. But but again, that is the, the that is the reason that is the sense of it, right? Like we have Lacazette, we have Shaka, we have Bellerin, we have Torreira, we have Kolasinac, we have Cedric. All these are outgoings, right? And All these have the sharpest um, in the training so far, as reported by various journalists. So Cedric, with Cedric is starting. So he's not even in the, the first game. Yeah. Uh, Cedric is being linked with Fenerbahce. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, Fenerbahce. That's what I, I, I've been hearing, that uh, he's been linked with Fenerbahce. Don't uh, worry, he's our starting uh, right back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually don't have a problem with, uh, you know, Cedric and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Chambers. Chambers sharing the right back role for now. Because there are other positions that needs to be filled right now. Midfield is what I'm looking at to be filled right now because that is a position that we cannot afford to like not sign someone. As in like we cannot afford to... Imagine imagine, Par imagine, imagine Partey get injured again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please, please, go and brush your teeth. Do something. <laughs> no? Yeah, don't say all this. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, any other uh, thoughts on the transfers, guys? Because I think um, we have talked about incomings, we have talked about outgoings, we have talked about everything. Any other thoughts that you want to I'm put it up? There? Nobody mentioned about uh, Tammy Abraham, 40 million that we are going to pay for <laughs> Tammy Abraham. And, <laughs> and then also the 77 million that we are going to pay for uh, Lautaro Martinez. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> Abraham, as usual, we will take him on loan. No, Tommy Abraham is not the right age profile that we get from Chelsea. So yes. I, I would yeah. vote gold. He's, he's like 15 years younger. Yeah, he, he should be 30, 21. You should go for 30. 30 yeah. years is what the minimum age so, we would get from Chelsea. So. That is the that is the yeah. that is the contract years, that we have signed with him. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll get thirty year olds yeah, from you we, for high bigger contracts with the high wages. Yeah. That is the that is the way to go. Tammy Abrams doesn't suit that. Uh, that unfortunately, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he idealizes Henry, so if that that's the only thing which is actually tilting him towards us. I, I thought he was really very young until I looked up his age, which was twenty three. So. He's not that young as such, uh, but then but still, still not the, but still not the cut of age work. Yeah, he's oh, still yeah. like, oh, yeah, like way, seven way years. Yes, yeah. <laughs> at least seven years. Yeah, seven years, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think that's that should be the end of the transfer uh, part for today. Uh, we will talk again next week, guys. Uh, hopefully, the proper. Yeah. Yeah, the proper Chelsea player is like which we are about to sign would be Danny Drinkwater. He's 31. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the forgotten man of Chelsea. Yes. <laughs> midfielder, and we don't yeah. we are we are not linked with a lot of midfielder. That could happen. Please <laughs> yeah, exactly. delete. Plus plus once 
No, the thing is, once we start linking him with us, like even these small speculations, Fabrizio will start picking up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, they'll know that we are in need, and they'll be like, okay, let's start. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. We are not putting this out there. We are not making this a trend. Even with our limited uh, listeners, we are not. No one mentions Danny Drinkwater, guys. <laughs> this is this is not happening with us. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's been a nice, uh, nice part, guys. I'm I'm very happy that we got to catch up on the transfers. Uh, we'll we'll meet again next week, and hopefully, we'll have Ben White announced. before that yeah. according to bob <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys thank you for your time uh, talk to you next week bye uh, bye thank you and that is the end of the pod for more arsenal related content please like subscribe and share to the awakeners podcast see you next week